Hello and welcome to Coming to the Ball in the Post-Truth Apocalypse. I'm Ben, as always, I'm hanging out with Mike. Hello. The recently returned ghost of Claire. Hey! <laughs> and Pete. She was here last week. <laughs> the ghost of Claire was here last week, but Claire yeah. is... What, is this a... Recovering from New Year's... The astral you projection of Claire. Did I? You did, yeah. Hi, I'm Claire! Was it like that? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> might have summoned you using a Ouija board. We don't know if it was you or not. <laughs> <laughs> and me, yes. Hello. <laughs> Pete's here too. Today we're going to talk about the man stranded at sea for 438 days, which I'm guessing is the record. Fucking hell. Stranded? I'd imagine so, yeah. Oh, there's probably people who spent longer at sea, but not stranded at mm. sea. He was actually at sea. He's not like you know. He's alive. He's, he's floating around. Sea. Everything. He's not on, on, on you know cast away or anything like that. He's actually at sea. He's at sea. Yep. Oh. He's on the sea. First, let's thank some new returning listeners, and then we'll get on to it. So this is where shall I start? Phoenix, Arizona, Tabriz in the Islamic Republic of Iran, Telford, our hometown, mm. Perth in Australia, Bury in the uh, the UK, mm. Berry. I always say Bury. I don't think they'll be pleased with that. Let's call, call it, it let's call it Biri. Just to be completely different. <laughs> well, that's just stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Las Vegas, Nirvana, Madrid, Spain, Campinas in Brazil. Sorry about your World Cup, Brazil. Bournemouth, Oregon, and Pele. Sorry about Pele. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, RIP. We said that last week. We lost another footballer this week. Yeah. Oh shit, yeah. RIPD's Gianluca Vialli. Chelsea guy. Chelsea, yeah, right? Chelsea, yeah, Juventus, Chelsea. Sampdoria. Yeah. Yeah. Only 58. Yeah, he's only Shocking. Yeah, shame. Yeah, tragic. Where else should I go with next? Boardman, Oregon, Basildon in the UK, Harrow in the UK, Guadalajara, Spain, Bengaloo in India, Manacor, Spain, Ashburn, Virginia, and Belfast in the UK. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much. And you can follow us on Facebook at Cutting for the Ball in the Post Truth Apocalypse. On SoundCloud and most podcasting platforms as Cutting the Ball in the PTA and YouTube as Apocalypse Ball. Follow us, subscribe, give us a like, send us a message. Did that American football player make it? The one that went down with the. Uh, no, the on one the, that on the collapsed. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. No, I know. I'll uh, find out for you. Oh, God. So, anyway, the man who was stranded at sea for 438 days, and do you know what? For once, and I think it might be the only time, we're doing a story with a happy ending and it kind of feels weird. Mm. Usually everybody dies. Yeah. Or everybody it's dies. A, this is a bit of a spoiler. Well, you know, well, you mean, it's not a spoiler, we know he's alive. Wouldn't have had, wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> Shows improvement, he's awake and responsive. There you go. So he is alright. Hamlin, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, he's good, but yeah, I hope he recovers. For all you American listeners out there. Absolutely. Indeed. And other people, I suppose, across the world do. Whoever knows who he is. (laughs) A fishing trip turns into a terrifying test of survival after Salvador Alvenriga... Hang on. Salvador Alvenriga becomes one man against the sea. Salvi, as we'll call him. So... He went fishing. Went fishing, that's his job, he's a fisherman. <coughs> On what, sorry? On a, oh, right, okay, little narrow boat. Yeah, a little fiberglass boat, 25 foot long, oh. no cabin, no roof, it's oh, a narrow, yeah. canoe-shaped yeah. boat. Yeah, 
it's it not like just a big long canoe. Yeah, yeah. You're not stranded at sea on a luxury yacht. Fuck me. Or any sub large fishing yeah. boat. Or anything that should be able to withstand being at sea. Yeah. Yes, pretty much. This is like a little coastal boat. Jesus. It's got a little engine mounted on the back. It's, it's it's almost incomprehensible when you talk about that. Yeah. And you say the guy lasted 438 <laughs> days at sea. Yeah. It's just like it's incredible. How the fuck? Was he, was he, alright, was he just sat three metres off the shore? Did he just stay there for 438 days? Yeah, with, with an anchor going like, someone chucking him fucking McDonald's. Like, <laughs> literally like passing him. Hey, mate, I've been at sea stranded for a year and a half. Uber Eats was delivered to me though. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. I could type in me my three words, they knew exactly where I was. Um. No, we didn't have any of that. Um, <laughs> fair enough. He said a little canoe. Shit. So he wasn't just three metres off the shore? No. No. Oh. No. Well, he's in Mexico. We'll tell you at the end where he ends <laughs> yeah. up. Okay, fair enough. Now, Salvi was a 37-year-old Salvadorian fisherman living and working in Mexico. He's a heavy drinker, quick to pick up the tab, and he had no family tying him down. His 13-year-old daughter lived with her mother in El Salvador, and on this day, November 18th, 2012, Salvi planned to head out into the Pacific at 10am and work straight through until 4pm the next day. His crewman was Ezekiel Cordova, a 22-year-old rookie. Loading the boat involved over a thousand pounds of equipment, including a five-foot-long and four-foot-high icebox that would soon be filled with tuna, shark and maramari. Marimari? Never no. heard of it. It's no. a fish, I'm guessing. <laughs> Marimari. Mahi Mahi. Yeah, I've never heard. I think I've heard of it, but... Have you? I'm sure I've heard that before. Hmm? Mahi Mahi. Well, Salvi had been warned that a storm was coming, but there was little that would keep him from embarking, because, you know, he's the money, doesn't he, I guess? Yeah. yeah. Wants the money. Got to keep paying them bar tabs to people. Yeah. For some reason. We've seen that deadliest catch. They're all bloody nutters. Oh, that's very right. true. Fishermen are a different breed. Yeah. Like sea fishermen, they really are. Mm. They're a different breed. Well, if he says here, one day you make enough money to survive for a full week. Can't argue yeah. with that. One day's work for a week's living. Mm. Yeah. Heavy drinking, gambling, yeah. boozing, womanising. As we'll see, there is a risk to this. Obviously, there's a risk to it. <laughs> Sounds like the life for me. Mm-hmm. Work one day, women and booze the rest of the week. Unless this happens to you. Or you get lost at sea, yeah. generally. You like, just don't come back. <sighs> this guy's like, I, mean, I don't know what the odds are. It's, it's, a, lucky boy. it's a lot. I'm an ex-sailor, I'll be fine. You were in a submarine, you never saw the surface. Yeah. <laughs> I did, for about half an hour. Every, uh, every couple of days? No. For six months? After, after about three and a half months. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Now, as Salvi blasted in the waves some 75 miles from land, he let out his two-mile-long fishing line, and the storm put the storms gaining strength on land and had yet to reach to them far offshore. The wind changed around 1am, so this is happening in the middle of the night as well. You know, I'd hate to be at sea in that in the middle of the night in a little... Yeah. Hang on, I thought he was only going out... No, he's going out 10am to 4pm the next day. Okay, got you. That's his hours of work. I was going to say... Straight through, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're working for 30 hours, aren't you? Yeah, still, isn't it? Yeah. 
Worth Not it, the yeah. six that I thought, nice little six hours. <laughs> six hours. It was a six hour shift. <laughs> Mike, yeah. Yeah. One, one six hour shift a week. Do. That sounds alright, doesn't done. it? It would be fucking amazing. Do you know what? Play. I'd do two, three hours just to break up the week a little bit. <laughs> so he's blasting the waves, 75 miles on the land. The weather changed around 1am and waves started rocking a small boat which began to tilt sideways like an amusement park ride. Whee! Get us out of here, Cordoba screamed to Salvi, let's get back. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Also, as a rookie, probably shitting his pants. So they were No. So Cordoba? Cordoba's the lackey. He's the, He's the rookie. Oh, so there is two of them. Yeah. 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 You may have noticed that only one survives. Mm. Oh. Spoilers. <laughs> I thought you said this was a nice story. What was that? Half a happy ending. Just gets a bit dark in the middle. <laughs> poor, poor young fucking twenty-two-year-old. What was his name? Cordoba. R.I.P. R.I.P. I'm assuming it was him that went. The winds and waves kicking up, the boat began to fill with water. Salvi had Cordoba bail while he pulled in the fishing line, but the crashing waves filled their boat with water faster than they could empty it, forcing Salvi to make a radical decision. He cut the line dumping thousands of dollars worth of equipment and fish into the sea and then pointed the boat towards his home port of Chaka Hotel, six miles away. Six hours. Six hours away. That's oh. still a long ass time to be in that storm. Yeah. yeah. Then Salvi called his boss, Willie, to report his position. With the coming dawn, he noticed the rise of the mountains on the horizon. He was figuring out a route of the vicious shoreline turf when the motor surf. coughed. Shoreline surf. When the motor coughed. I couldn't believe it, he said. We were 15 miles off the coast and the oh, motor died. Shit. Gutted. He yanked on the cord of the outboard motor, then he yanked again until the cord snapped. High waves raised and dropped the boat, sending the men crashing into the sides. Willie! Willie! Uh. He shouts into the radio, if you're coming to get me, come now. And we're coming, Willie shouted back. Willie, look when he comes. Or does he? Shortly after that, the radio died. The wind continued to rip straight offshore, driving the men farther out to sea. And it was five days before that wind eased, and they were now 280 miles offshore. The only likely rescue now was being spotted by another boat, but that was difficult as the craft sat low in the water, and for more than half a mile away, they were virtually invisible. And could over the rookie, we're gonna die. You don't want to talk like that, do you? No. Not in the first week. No. Five days. I mean, at that point, he's he's either he's either get, if, if you're on a boat with another person after five days and you're in that little boat, your mind is flicking between we're all going to die or I'm should I kill you. and eat that guy? Yeah, I'm eating you. Uh. The wave for that five days, they're clinging onto the you know. But yeah, they're still but, in the boat. They're not, yeah, but they're sort of clinging onto the outside of it if it's, you know. Yeah, but then it settles and I'm like, right, it's been five days. Am I currently eating this guy or is someone going to come and find us? Yeah. They can't tell me none of you would do the same. <laughs> what? Why go there that fast? <laughs> Gotta do it some meat on the boat, aren't you? Fucking <laughs> <Can't laughs> <have> Ben. <laughs> That's it, you're at sea for five days with Ben, you're all fucked. <laughs> that right, dinner? <laughs> <laughs> Get in my belly. What about the fridge that's full of food? Don't matter. I'm eating you. Yeah. <laughs> it's been five days. I'm not wasting all that meat. 
put you in the icebox, it's fine. You've got to stay positive, surely. Well, you've got to, haven't you? You know, that's the main key in this scenario. Yeah. If you're Not saying we're right. going to die, then it's a very yeah. defeatist attitude. But it is going to be hard to stay positive. Let's well, of course yeah. it is, but... And of course, Salvi Salvatore says, look, don't think that way. A rescue boy said he said this. <laughs> Maybe he didn't kill him. <laughs> a rescue mission will find us. But the man had no flare gun and no way to call for help. That's when I knew we were in a very, we were very far from the coast, a place where no fishermen go, said Salvatore. The sun during the day made it feel as if they were being cooked alive. Fuck. During the cold nights, they would climb inside the icebox and huddle for warmth. First had become an obsession, as had starvation. I was so hungry that I was eating my own fingernails, said Salvatore. Oof. Salvi. Not very nutritious or filling, but... Yeah. Better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Tricks your brain into thinking you're eating, doesn't it? The chewing yeah. motion. Yeah. When the rain finally came, four days later, the men stripped off their clothes and showered in a glorious deluge of fresh water, laughing and lapping it up. By the time it had stopped, they collected five gallons of fresh water in plastic bottles they'd found floating in the ocean. It was enough for at least a week if rations were kept to a minimum. Ironically, our plastic pollution saved them. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Score one for pollution, I guess. They're lucky. Well, they come across it. I mean, I suppose they could have... the Pacific, there's a massive floating trash island. Man, uh, yeah. I suppose they could have filled the icebox. With water. Yeah. Well, you need a hood in there at night for the water. Oh, yeah, good point. Can't do, you can't do that in the water. Uh, water's more important, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Might be a hypothermia. Yeah. you got to keep warm. Mm-hmm. As soon as that core temperature drops, mate. Yeah, but you can't survive so long without water, can't you? Seven days without water, isn't it? 18 is the maximum. Really? Is that yeah. the, they recommend seven, don't they? Is... In it, 1979, some Austrian prisoner was in a cell and they forgot about him for 18 days no food or water fuck I know yeah did he uh, drink his own piss he must have done after a while that becomes redundant because you're just not getting anything from it are you no you're not going to get nothing so five gallons of water and they're roughly 11 days after losing the engine and subsisting on small bony trigger fish he caught by hand Salby heard a thunk in the night and it was a turtle he eagerly hauled it aboard. They could eat the turtle and drink the Merlot-coloured blood to quench their thirst. He's like, oh man, a fucking turtle. I'd be devastated. I don't know, they're supposed to be one of the tastiest things on Earth. I'm not yeah. saying that they're not, <laughs> but I don't want to eat a turtle. Mm. Not raw. No, no. Not raw. no, not raw either. I don't want to eat it. I don't want to, eat, I don't want to kill it, is what, I put, is what I'm saying. I think at that point you'd be like, I fucking need to... Suck out your juicy eyeballs, mate. I'm fucking. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, innit? It's eat or die. I'd be devastated. I killed the turtle. They're cute, aren't they? They are, yeah. But what can you do? Survival, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think that would go for your mind at that point. Mm. Probably not. Actually, after eleven days on minimum food and water. Yeah. Salvi now spent entire days hunting for turtles, but to Cordoba was disgusted by the congealed blood and ate sparingly of the meat. He tried to seduce his mate into eating, presenting the turtle steaks as a delicacy. He cut the meat into thin strips, dripped on salt water for flavouring, and toasted them in the sun on the outboard motor housing. You know what? I'm going to eat that. (laughs) 
if he's presenting, I mean, not raw. Raw would be shit. But if he's cooking on the outboard motor, yeah. and he can get him well, to just a just from the sun though, so it only sort of like. I know, but at least he's warming it up a bit, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's blue rather than just completely raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. It would get hot though, that, you know, at the top of the motor, wouldn't it? Yeah. See, yeah. Eggs fried and stuff on. You, you, I mean, what temperature do you need to fry an egg? I've no idea. But you could put, you could grill some thin turtle steaks, slightly salted, couldn't you? When I was in Saudi, about forty degrees, you can cook an egg on the pavements. So well, there you go, a hot that's day. Like surface temperature probably builds up to fifty. This is steel as well, not concrete. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, you could potentially cook it to a to a certain point. So he's putting the thin strips, toast them, using the vertebrae of triggerfish as toothpicks, and he serves the meal on a turtle shell. <laughs> Ta-da! See, we're going to make it. Come on, try some mess. He's like, come on. Turtle meat staved off the worst effects of starvation, but the two men were still living off survival rations, which drove their fertile imaginations to run wild, and Cordova starts getting delusional and wants oranges. Bring me oranges. So he's like, all right, so he's like, I've got the store, I'll see if it's open. He walks down the boat, comes back and says, sorry, the store's closed, but they, they open in an hour. they got some fresh tortillas. <laughs> and he takes his mind off it, I guess. And to be surprised, it worked. He stopped moaning and fell asleep. Now, after a couple of months adrift, Salvi had settled into a routine. By 5am, he was awake and sitting on a deck. He says it was joyous because the sun rose up in the east and I knew somewhere about there was land. And that's where my world lay. He then hauled in the traps, cues to see if any fish had been caught overnight. Regardless of the haul, he always waited for course. So he says he always waited for Cordoba mm-hmm. to awake before dividing the meagre catch. Naps followed, and then the most of the day they sat entombed in the icebox. Despite being strangers when they set out, they'd obviously formed a friendship. Of course, or so he says, if he hadn't killed him at this point, met <laughs> him. <laughs> The two men would lie down at night, faces skyward, and doodle with the stars. Night after night, they tried to outdo each other. They invented constellations. Each man trying to create a more fantastic drawing. I see. You got to do something to stave off the boredom. Yeah. Keep your mind active. Oh yeah, you don't want to go see crazy. <laughs> do you? Certainly not. They even fantasised that the planes they tracked across the heavens had been sent to rescue them. And other times, Cordova sang prode renditions of his favourite hymns. I like do, man. I'd yeah. stove his head in at that point. <laughs> Is that what you're killing me? Yeah. <laughs> apparently, the acoustics were better in the icebox. And he'd love to hear him sing, mm-hmm. apparently. Yeah. On the evening they estimated it was Christmas Eve, the men chatted as they prepared their holiday feast. By now, Salvi had expanded their menu by hunting the seabirds that perched on their boat. Yes. Suddenly, Cordova groaned my stomach and bubbles and liquid dribbled from his mouth and he looked as if he would be sick. The men dissected the bird Cordova had eaten part of earlier and inside the stomach was a poisonous snake. Fuck, how unlucky is that? Though he recovered, in the realm of psychological terror, the venom had taken possession of him. He retched at the thought of eating another raw seabird and withdrew from the world of food. Oh, it's still raw seabird. Oh, yeah. What the shit's going to be like after that? <laughs> you used to be sticking your ass over the side yeah. of the boat and just shitting for hours after you've eaten a raw seabird. Yeah. Mm. 
do anything raw for that yeah. matter. At least he's yeah. cooking the turtle meat. Just think of the shits. Think of what they've got to drink to keep up with that dehydration from that. Mm-hmm. Anything you're drinking is the blood if it, That's if it. it rains. Yeah. And sucking on those gooey, gooey eyeballs for moisture. <laughs> Over the next two months, as Cordova withered and shriveled, his arms were like sticks and his thighs were reduced to the size of his forearm. He imagined it was better to die in the ocean than starve to death. Goodbye, Chancha, he said, using Alvarenga's nickname, then prepared to throw himself over the rail and into the shark-infested oh, waters. Salvi overpowered Cordova, and he dragged him along the floor, stuffed him in the icebox and sat on the lid, and as he thrashed and banged in it, he said, Stop thinking about killing yourself! Well, you don't want your, your only mate to no. go overboard, do you? He's no, plus, you know, you can always eat his body when he does die. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to let that sort of food go to waste, are you? No, and it's going to trap shit ton of sharks as well. That's yeah. an issue. <laughs> They're in a canoe thing, aren't they? It is a big canoe, don't get me wrong. Mm. It's big, it's like 25 foot long, so it's not small, but... I think it's longer he... than that. No, no it's like... 25 foot, isn't it? Yeah, but... Either way, it's... It's not something I'd want to be stuck in this on sea at, anyway. It's bigger than the boat in Life of Pi, put it that way. Well, yeah. When Cordoba calmed down, Salvi slid off the icebox and crawled inside. We have to fight, he told his friend, to tell our story, but the depression... I think we have to fight <laughs> to the death. <laughs> <laughs> but the depression had sunk in, and a few days later, Cordoba noticed I am dying. Salvi put fresh water to Cordoba's mouth, but his mate did not swallow. Don't die, he said. Don't leave me alone. But moments later, Cordoba died. I propped him on the bench to keep him out of the water, said Salvi. The next morning, he climbed out of the icebox and stared at Cordoba, sitting on the bench like a sunbather. How do you feel, he asked the corpse. How was your sleep? Oh, oh, I slept good. Have you had breakfast? He said, as if we were speaking with him from the afterlife. It's Wilson he's, territory. He's just having a conversation. <laughs> yeah. He decided, Salvi decided the easiest way to deal with losing his companion was to simply pretend he hadn't died. Like, how is death? Is it painful? Death is beautiful. I am waiting for you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't want to go. I'm not headed that way. Six days after Cordoba died, Salvi finally slid his friend into the water. And he was alone, a tiny speck in the vast Pacific. And they did make a pact, apparently, that they wouldn't eat each other. Oh, right, okay. If one of them died. Right. It sounds like they're bugger all left on him anyway, Cordoba. Mm. Still those gooey, gooey eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just take your eyes, mate. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to have some meat on his buttocks still, maybe. That was the, just the choices oh, cut. have a slither off your buttocks, that's all, mate. Testicles. Cheers, mate. Ah, I'm not even... Why would, you, why would you go straight to the testicles? <laughs> I wouldn't, but I'm just saying, they're an option. I don't know, it's always on there, is I suppose you could crisp, if you, you skinned him, you could crisp him up on the airborne motor nicely. There you go. It'd be a bit grim, though, wouldn't mm. it? Testicle yeah, right. crack. Moving on. <laughs> He didn't eat him anyway. No, he didn't eat him. Allegedly, didn't eat him. I bet he allegedly. Was talking by the time he actually slid, yeah. him, mm. slid him into the. Six days later. Yeah, Six days like, in the baking sun. Yeah, yeah he'd be like me. It's, he'd it's actually time. just be like a jerky. To be fair though, you wouldn't eat him. Jerky. Because you got the birds and the turtles. 
The shit birds and the shit turtles. <laughs> if you didn't have them, then and you probably would. And an abundance of turtle shells at this point stacked up in the corner <laughs> like a series of unwashed I'm plates. Make, I'm going to make some money when I get home. Fuck it, you right. Ashtray sales. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Some big ashtray. <laughs> People used to use to little turtle shells as ashtrays years ago, didn't they? Did they, did they? Yeah, they did, mm. yeah. Terrapin shells. Yeah. So with Cordoba gone, Salvi concentrated on keeping himself occupied. Hunting distracted him from his daily isolation, as did the fantasy of being rescued, presumably by a boat full of bikini-clad women. (laughs) And because his psyche required a change of scenery, he designed a shark detection system that permitted him to take brief swims. First, he tossed a half-dozen birds' feet into the water. If no sharks appeared, he lowered himself in, and went for a refreshing but nerve-wracking swim. I was going to say, fuck that. And when the smaller fish that lived under his boat were relaxed, he was relaxed, and when they panicked, he scampered back aboard. He says, I would imagine if I was at the beach with my friends going for a swim, getting off the boat allowing me to relax, even if for five minutes. But more and more, he found strength with a longer band of relationship with Fatima, his now 14-year-old daughter, who he hadn't seen in years. I started thinking about her for entire days. I dreamed that she was screaming, Pappy! And that made me so happy. So just going back to that, that's mm-hmm. nice. Try to, what I admire about this book is actually psychologically he's held up quite well to this. Yeah, yeah better than the other guy. Mm. That's what saved him. I bet he's gagging for a fucking beer though, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He was an heavy drinker before. Mm-hmm. But he's fucking gagging now. <laughs> I bet he's got a good wanking arm after this. Oh, though. fuck. So his, right bi- his right bicep was... I don't know, he's expending fluids. You can't... That's true, isn't it? Maybe you have to treat yourself to one. You're really horny, I mean... Maybe he's saving him up and using it like a soup. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Warming it up on the outboard motor. <laughs> Use a, using a turtle fucking shell as a, as a bowl to... <laughs> <laughs> when it starts bubbling, it's done. <laughs> nah, it, I mean, you, you, that, you would. You'd just get randomly horny, wouldn't you? <laughs> a few days. You'd be like, fuck, what else to do? A seagull. I've like, squint my eyes. <laughs> Looks like yeah. a pair of tits. Yeah. <laughs> I can see boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Claire's just looking at us in disgust. She's <laughs> like, really? That, you know, really? I don't think that would really cross a woman's mind. Just like, for fuck's sake. You know. <laughs> stuck, so you wouldn't have been dry humping the outboard motor? No. No, it's what? That, that would. Though. <laughs> You'd have fucked a turtle by that point, though, wouldn't you? <laughs> you might. Have, yeah. You probably would have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else thinking about food. Mike's thinking, I'm gonna fuck this turtle. <laughs> Is it alive or dead? Would you do it? <laughs> We're all thinking this looks tasty. Mike's like, this looks kind of hot. <laughs> yeah. You want some resistance? <laughs> oh fuck me! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't go and get a blowjob off them though. <laughs> so, yeah. Don't get a gob job from a turtle. <laughs> it's hotly banned from SeaWorld. Who <laughs> 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 are you, Troy McClaw? Yeah. <laughs> he imagined his life if he could ever make it home. He would be a family man with a clutch of children, a field full of animals. He begged to the heavens for a final chance, an opportunity to salvage the relationship with Fatima, his, his sort of estranged daughter. 
The container vessel that appeared on the horizon was heading directly towards him. It advanced until it was so close, Salvi actually feared it might slice his boat in half. Fifty yards astern, the ship crossed his path. And he's screaming like, help! He must be jumping up and down. Screaming at the three figures standing in the stern with fishing rods in hand. And they waved. <laughs> and just drifted off. And they just fucked <laughs> off. What? Seriously? Yeah. He's like, do you think I'm out here on a day trip? He must have quite a beard and long hair at this yeah. point, mustn't he? Yeah. I'm as fuck. He's like, ah! Oh, <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, you're right. Waving at him. They were probably stoned as fuck or something. You know, just like fishing you... off the edge of a bloody big vessel yeah. like that. Do you know how you're chewing the local sort of herb that makes you a bit like mm. stoned and just like it's like yeah, you, Chat, see, it's you cool, see that it? guy over there that's it yeah you see that guy over there yeah just wave at it man <laughs> look at it waving at us <laughs> say hi <laughs> that would fucking black your head yeah it would it? you'd just be in tears oh you'd be devastated wouldn't you yep. yeah and the near miss did devastate him his mind began to weaken, his reflexes slowed, his desire to eat was succumbing to a more basic craving just to close his eyes. He remembered Cordova's bored stare and lack of interest in food and that same lethargy now contaminated his mind. In 11 months at sea, he had drifted 5,000 miles at an average speed of less than one mile an hour. His clothes are shredded, and only a sweatshirt that belonged to Cordoba protected him from the sun. From the waist down, he was naked except for a pair of ratty <laughs> underwear and the random floating sneaker or trainer snatched from the sea. And the other fishermen couldn't see that he was stranded. <laughs> He's like, look at that crazy guy in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it was a hallucination. Possibly. Could have been, yeah. Possibly. You might be Surely right they would have rescued him. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> 50 yards away, you can see that that bloke's like clearly wants you. He's got a, a mane of coloured hair rising from his head. He's got a thick beard. Hundreds I mean, he's, of miles he's a ragged, away. a ragged sweatshirt and shitty underwear. Hundreds of miles away from land, yeah, in a little boat, ratty underwear and one sneaker. I mean, how could you not see him as? Oh yeah. shit, this guy needs some help. Or you'd be like, "Do you need me out, mate?" Yeah. Oh, all right, hold up, we'll turn it round. It's getting mad. May have been a hallucination. May man. have been a hallucination. Mm. Now, at this point, presumably because he's of Catholic persuasion. He started wondering if his journey was a life lesson sent by God. God's plan for me. Abandon me at sea and watch my best mate die. It wasn't his best mate, but... Well, he is at this point. Well, he is at that point. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't got much choice of us, he? <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> by all reasonable standards, he should have been dead months earlier. Was he being allowed to live for a reason? Had he been chosen to bring a message of hope to those considering suicide? What could be worse than being alone at sea? I don't think there's anything. No, I was no not for 11 months, yeah. no. You'd much rather be on an island, wouldn't you, like Tom Hanks in 
Give me the island at least. Or, yeah, something like yeah. that, yeah. You'd much rather be on there, yeah. wouldn't you, than floating around. It was about 15 boat. months in total, wasn't it? 15 months. the end of it. Yeah, you know, it's... This is after 11 months. So you turn to religion at that point. At least he's only got four months left. <laughs> It'll fly by. He's over the hump. Yeah. <laughs> It'll fly by. And at a mile a day. And then some days you'll go back a couple of miles. Some days you might go a bit more forward. Who knows? Now on January the 30th, mile 2014, coconuts bowled in the water and the sky was filled with shorebirds. A cold rain, limited visibility, and Salvi stood out on the deck, looking out. A tiny tropical island was emerging from the rainy mist. Fucking hell. Yes. Oh, that yeah. would just be salvation, wouldn't At it? At that point, I'd masturbate. No, yeah. <laughs> I'd wait until I got onto the beach. Then I'd masturbate. <laughs> well, I'm standing on the fucking prow of the boat, like a figurehead, just jacking it. <laughs> I'd be trying to get myself a little bit closer to that land with some pet like paddles yeah I'd, I'd be worried about getting to the land and yeah. then I'd wank we'll take with that long <laughs> <laughs> I'd make a female out of coconuts and turtle shells he's probably already had two, turtles <laughs> together, two yeah. turtle shells together use it as a fleshlight and a neck hole <laughs> is this why you keep asking me to Kill find exotic fruit for you <laughs> <laughs> no comment <laughs> it, the island looked wilds without roads, cars or homes and his first urge was to dive overboard and swim to shore but a bit wary of sharks he waited it took him half a day to reach land I bet when that he was, was fucking felt like a, a month didn't it oh yeah and when he was ten yards from the shore he dived off the deck and let a wave carry him in as the wave pulled away he was left face down on the beach I held a handful of sand in my hand like it was a treasure, he said. I bet you would. Mm. Salvi was discovered by the lone couple Lou and Abbott in the island. No way. He had washed ashore on the Avon Atoll, the southern tip of the Marshall Islands, one of the most remote spots on Earth. So he'd gone from Mexico towards Australia. Straight out into the Pacific. Yeah. And no so way. below Japan. He's got a bit of a curve for Mexico down a bit mm. into the middle of the Pacific. Pretty sure the Marshall Islands are virtually smack in the middle. And if he'd missed this island, his next stop would have been the Philippines, another 3,000 miles away. Fuck. Another 3,000 days at sea. Yeah. No, I mean, he was five, how many thousand miles away? Hours. Hours. It was hours, not days. About a mile an hour, wasn't he, he was travelling? Yeah. A one mile an hour, sorry, yeah. yeah. But still, 3,000 hours worth. You're still talking, what? <laughs> Fucking 200 days. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Shit. What a lucky guy. Man. After 11 days, Salvi's health had stabilised enough for him to travel home to El Salvador. And when he saw Fatima, he grabbed his daughter and said, I love you, he said, sobbing. And Fatima hugged him even harder. He says, I know I didn't raise you and all those years I lost, but Daddy's here and able to give you advice and to help you learn right from wrong. And to tell you what to do if you get stuck at a boat for 438 days. <laughs> He had completed one of the most remarkable voyages in history, in the history of seafaring. And he didn't navigate, sail, row or paddle, he just drifted and able to alter course. He'd been forced to build a world of survival and he's extremely unlucky and terribly fortunate at the same time. And he made it back. Wow. I think it just goes to show the human spirit, doesn't so it? What, what a bloke. What a fucking, what a man. Like, to survive yeah. that long... 
at sea on his own. Yeah. Because after three months, his mate had died. Yeah, that'd be. He spent a further fucking eleven months. That's just incredible. Really is. It is, isn't it? I don't think I could have done it. No, I don't either. I've always thought I'm quite a strong-willed person, but. I'd have probably given up after fucking two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, whoever I was with after three and five days. So. <laughs> <laughs> the will to survive is there, but just remind me never to get stranded with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm giving it, five days. Mm-hmm. Or, if I do, after four days, he's dead. <laughs> and I'm eating him. Okay, so if you had to pick out of... So, this situation, mm-hmm. or the one where that, you know, that guy... Falls in a canyon. And that's to cut his own arm off. Cut, cut his own arm off. Oh, shit. Going 127 for, guys? hours, is it? Something with the, like with the blunt knife. Well, I'll go for 127 yeah. hours. It's a lot less, in it? Oh. Cut your arm off with a... Yeah, it's a cunt, isn't it? a little knife. <laughs> that's way, one way of putting it. Yeah, it's not 15 months at sea, fucking... He had to break his own arm first, then cut through tendons and all yeah. sorts. Yeah, no... Anesthetic, I know, yeah. Nothing. Pure adrenaline. Yeah. But I imagine his arm was pretty dead by that point, maybe. You probably it would have been pretty fucking numb. He <laughs> would it would have been numb, there's no question of that. Mm. This is more psychological though, isn't it, as well? You've got that added Yeah, I'd take hundred and twenty seven hours all day long. Hours. All day yeah. long. I'd, I'd get a robot yeah. arm, man. I'd be like fucking <laughs> Skywalker. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I've got some news to break to you, Pete. What? I haven't got them yet. Yeah, they have. They have, pretty much. Yeah, but not not to that level. Yeah, pretty much though. But you don't hope that you're one of the few lucky few selective your robot arm, aren't you? I will be. Because I'm a fucking hero. You've got one getting stuck in a fucking canyon, breaking your arm and then cutting it off. Doesn't make you a hero, it makes you an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) He made a film out of it. Yeah, he's got lucky and sold his story. He's loaded. He can afford to buy one, so happy days. No, right, well, so the Pete gets his robot arm. (laughs) I will also take the 127 hours. I don't think I'd last 15 months at sea. I mean, I, I, I'd struggle killing them turtles. Well, after the first few, anyway, I wouldn't. But you know, that'd be a difficult thing at first. The seabirds, uh, I'd be like, oh, I'd you'd be crying to... whilst you were killing it, wouldn't you? Yeah, kind of like Mike would probably be crying as he was fucking it. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his flashlight made out of turtle shells. <laughs> Just dips it in the sea and clean it out. Oh, oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> Did he? Oh no, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> No, mental in it. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. And for once, it's like kind of a happy ending. Yeah, other oh, than, happy ending. Other than Cordoba. Yeah. yeah. So it's last time I had a happy ending. Someone died. <laughs> it's every time Mike has a happy ending, isn't it? Someone died. <laughs> what are you trying to say? A serial killer, Sorry, allegedly. Mm. We just think you're a darmery. That's what it is. <laughs> You know, it's just that funny smell. <laughs> I wonder what that barrel is in the kitchen. <laughs> I was talking about the barrel the other week in the corner. I told you to be a barrel of cocks. <laughs> oh, that's alright then. <laughs> it kind of proves our point, doesn't it? <laughs> or maybe it's the, the, the other person that's actually getting the happy ending. No. Uh. You know, so anyway, final thoughts. This is mental. He's got no right to survive it. Although it's a testament to the human condition yeah. and the will to survive. Yeah. Yep, fair play to him. Absolutely. 
Fucked up facts. Fucked up facts. Yeah. Theme tune. And we get the proper theme tune this week. Oh yeah. Facts, facts, fucked up facts. 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 Alright Mike, what you got for us? Okay, the first one kind of ties in a bit with what we just been talking about. Oh yeah. Unborn sea turtles sing to each other in their eggs. No, they're gonna kill a fucking. I'm gonna kill the friend of fucking turtle. Aww. Oh fucking hell! That's quite <laughs> cute, isn't it? Yeah. Those singing Very... turtles, I'm just ripping into its fucking chest. Oh. <laughs> You'd have to, wouldn't you? They sing to each other. Mm-hmm. They're like. Hopefully better like than that. that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't take a sing. Oh. Just like that, yeah. Mm. That's a mad fact, that is, though. Mm. It's tragic. Tragic and awesome at the same time. In 2016, astronaut Scott Kelly smuggled a gorilla suit onto the ISS <laughs> dressed up to frighten colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Why would a gorilla <laughs> suit frighten you? Because you're not expecting to see a gorilla, are you? Uh, on the well, ISS. He, he wakes up early, gets into the gorilla suit, everyone's asleep, and he's like, ooh. Floating around. <laughs> isn't floating it? around in a gorilla suit. He's floating over you as you wake up. I suppose it would be like the last thing you'd expect, wouldn't it? So exactly, you'd be like, "Fuck!" Yeah, <laughs> I like that appeals to my sense of humour. That does, although I'd imagine he got in a serious trouble for smuggling a gorilla suit aboard and weight is so carefully calculated. No, it wouldn't make that much difference, would it? It's a gorilla suit. How much can it weigh? It's not like the Patterson Gimli Bigfoot suit, is it? Well, he'd have had his baggage. He'd have had his luggage, wouldn't he? Of whatever. Certainly been the weight of his luggage. Maybe he dropped a couple of t-shirts and stuff. Yeah. Doing commando a few days. <laughs> I would have. It's worth it. I'd be commando in space. Float around all over the place. Yeah, let's go. Let it be free, man. Imagine trying to piss. <laughs> Got a bag for that. Whee! <laughs> they, don't, they don't like you putting your head behind, hands behind you just pissing into space. Oh, right, Use yeah. the bag you've been given. I, I was just thinking of pissing you like, in the space station. Just like, just like floating around with my cock out. Just like... Pissing all over everyone. Like, yeah. No, it's still ah, globules at that point, yeah. in it as well. It's just all. Ah. Like, now, when you get, when you... they frown on that. Oh. They tend to put you in the airlock for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just got like, splashed globules of piss, like just like <laughs> into, into the equipment <laughs> that's keeping you alive. Yeah, it'll be alright. <laughs> alright, well, next one, mate. <laughs> King Gustav III of Sweden ordered one man to drink an excessive amount of coffee and his identical twin to drink an excessive amount of tea to see which w- would die first. Ha! Why is it any king of Sweden named Gustav is mad? I'm going to go with the coffee died first. It just says that both men outlived the king. Hey! <laughs> Maybe he had dementia and was on his deathbed anyway. Yeah. Why is it kings called Gustav a mad? Hmm. If you had to pick a mad king's name, it'd be Gustav. I don't know. Maybe just me. Otters in Florida are known to eat the local alligators alive. Fuck. <laughs> wow. I take it they're only little alligators then. But yeah, I can't see them going up to a big alligator and just like. Well, what if it's just thirty of them? Yeah. Yeah. Its teeth. Yeah. Do its head. When you play Ark. The otters are fucking vicious. 
We have that arc. Maybe there's a bit of truth to like that viciousness of an otter. Yeah, because you all think as otters are being like cute, don't we? Mm. Holding hands while they sleep and drift. Beating their little tails to propel them through the water. Yeah. Turns out they can take down an alligator. There's enough of them. Nah, I think that'll be little ones. I'm like, I'm envisioning like a gang of otters with little headbands on and knives. Nah. Like shanking the crocodile as it goes through their territory by mistake. This is a fact we've I've mentioned before. Approximately 1% of the static on old TV sets is caused by leftover radiation from the Big Bang. Wow. Never. Wow. I would have to say that. That's impressive. Considering it happened 14 billion years ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's impressive. According to the ancient Greek physician Saur Anus... <laughs> I'm sure it's pronounced Soranus or... <laughs> Is it spelt Soranus? S-O-R, anus. Then you're in charge of pronouncing that way. Soranus, yeah. As presenter, I give you the go-ahead to do that. <laughs> if a woman wants to avoid getting pregnant, she should hold her breath during sex and then squat and sneeze right after. <laughs> holding the breath for the entire time. <laughs> Which might only be 30 seconds, yeah. you know. Is that just I think it's about three minutes, isn't it? <laughs> is that just when he's hitting the vinegar stroke? I don't obviously, know. Obviously, like, hold your mm. breath when he's... That's got and to then, come out of some ye old medical journal, on it? And then you, you run outside, you're still holding your breath, presumably, and sneeze and squat at the same time and propel it out of yourself. He was obviously uh, an advocate of, like, not getting pregnant. That's probably why his name is Soranus. <laughs> mm. I was going to say, clearly he didn't follow the Hippocratic method of observation. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he'd have to observe that happening and then go, that's a valid cure, but that doesn't work. Claire, does that work? No. No, there you go. Does anyone know who leads a wolf pack? Yeah, alpha female. I'm reluctant to use the term alpha in this yeah, because it's a, it's a misbegotten yeah. thing with wolves. There is no alpha. No, there's no alpha in well, a wolf it, pack. It's, it's, the, it's the female, isn't it? It's like the lead female normally, isn't it? It just says there's no such thing as an alpha male in a wolf pack. I don't yes. know about the female. It says unrelated wolves in captivity can form a hierarchy, but there is no evidence this behaving in the wild, so I imagine there is no leader. Just work as a team. Yeah, I, I, the alpha, the whole alpha wolf thing is a bit of a myth. Mm. So then you have to look at all the sort of people plugging this alpha male crap. David Attenborough's talked about being alpha males and with wolves and shit. Well, if anyone's an alpha male, it's David Attenborough. <laughs> no, but you know, there's it's a bit rubbish in it. Basically, there's no alpha wolf. No. The average Brit spends more time per week on a toilet than they do exercising. Sounds about mm, right. Not me, not me. I'm, I've, I've been exercising recently. In a minute. It does depend if I start playing games. Am I at work? Mm. <laughs> because do you spend some time on the toilet at work? Better Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Gotta have a shit break. Gotta have a shit break. Only the fool shits on his own time. Yeah. Here's a fact for you two guys. There's no clear evidence that sugar makes children hyperactive. No. No, it's normally the E numbers. Mm. It's normally the colours that do it, isn't it? More than the sugar. 
you suggesting that I'm never going to have children? You haven't got children at the moment. No. Not, not we know. I don't like the implication. Not that we know. Of, but I don't like the implication. <laughs> Are you suggesting a world populated by me would be terrible? Yes. Yeah. I think they've you know done something about all them e numbers and that now. Yeah, maybe. yeah. That's why you don't get so many kids running around hyper after eating sweets. Mm-hmm. That's why everything says natural flavourings on the side. Oh right, okay. Natural colourings and flavourings all over it. Yeah. Learn something new every day. And apparently, children generally start learning how to swear around age two. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, that's about yeah. right. Yeah. Definitely. Pick up everything at that age, isn't they? Livy was two when she said fucking draugers when I was playing Skyrim <laughs> because I got attacked by some of the draugr. And yeah, she decided to, it was one of the first times I've ever heard her string a sentence together kind of thing, <laughs> let alone swear. It was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was for fuck's sake, draugers. That was what she said. <laughs> that was what she said. For fuck's sake. That's why I was just like, huh? She obviously heard me say similar things, like walking through the dungeons, you get just randomly attacked by these zombie-looking things. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake! So uh, they'll, they'll literally suck up any language you hear at that age, isn't they? Two years old, though. Mm. You're shanking people by six. With Adam, that sounds about right. <laughs> I could imagine that, couldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> You'd buy him a sword for Christmas. I did, yeah. <laughs> it's not sharp, it's like plastic and huge. Still, it's basically shank training, isn't it? It's not like I'm encouraging him or anything. No. Make sure you twist, son. <laughs> <laughs> Roundabouts are about 90% safer than traffic lights. That means Telford's well safe. I, I believe that, but what really fucks me off is when they put traffic lights on roundabouts. Yeah. Mm. because people clearly haven't got a fucking clue how to traverse a roundabout properly because the amount of people that nearly fucking pull out on me going over the small roundabouts because you don't have to indicate when you're going straight over until you get past the first turning once you pass the first turning you indicate so I don't indicate yeah you you drive on the left side you don't have to indicate until you get to that Turn in. Once you pass that first turning, then you indicate, which says you're going off. Yeah. The second turn, for instance. Yeah. So the amount of fuckers that try and pull out on you because I'm not assuming that I'm taking the first turn, even though I'm not indicating left. No indication at all, which means I'm going. No one indicates straight anymore. on. Which means I'm going straight on. You yeah, no one indicates anymore. This is the fucking problem. So this is why they need to put traffic lights on fucking roundabouts because people haven't got a clue how to use them. What gets me are the fucking multi-lane ones where you have to look and read the road to get into it. Yeah, there are some really oh, real mind There's one on the way ones. to download and it gets us every fucking year and we end up on the M6 toll. Yeah. <laughs> every fucking year, mate. I think I've ended up almost going that way before because it's really confusing that one it is it's it's like it's designed to get you on the toll room yeah. you can't turn yeah, around once yeah. you're on it nope. mate they're clever <laughs> they know what they're doing when they're doing that <laughs> oh we'll get them gotta set your nap sat nav to avoid your nap sav your nap sav to uh, avoid tolls yeah although it is the fastest way back mm. that's your issue any more Mike yeah one more 
1969, a drunk Richard Nixon ordered a nuclear strike on North Korea. Ah, uh, I wasn't actually heard about that. <laughs> Funnily enough, only this week I was listening to a mm. podcast where they were on about Trump mm. and how deranged he became at the end and they took the nuclear football away from him. Moved it out of his sort of line of sight kind of thing. And yeah, when Nixon was getting impeached, he was rundering him in the White House in his shirt, tie and underwear, yeah. swigging from a bottle of whiskey off his tits. And he, yeah, he was like, they, they took the nuclear football away from him as well, yeah. <laughs> the, the generals had to come up with this whole new process of how to make a decision with the president on, a, on his arse, basically. They had to sort of work out some by circumference of the of yeah, yeah. standing orders. It was only because Henry Kissinger countermanded the order and told the Joint Chiefs to wait until the President had sobered up to make any decisions. I'd like that job. I'd like to be a, the Joint Chief. The Joint Chief of Staff? No, the, the Joint Chief. Yeah, the, the, you, like you're the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, yeah. No, no, the, the Joint Chief, just... <laughs> I'm just the chief of joints. Oh, right. Like, <laughs> right. Oh, no, I'm just like the joint chief. You used to just them out of the White House. Yeah. Well, that would put everyone back from the nuclear brink, wouldn't yeah. it? Everybody chill out a minute. Yeah. The problem is, if there was a first strike launched against you, you'd all forget to push the fucking retaliatory button, wouldn't you? <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll do it in a minute. We'll do it in a minute. Yeah, we'll do it. Someone bringing them fucking what six or what? Yeah. <laughs> Incoming missile, and you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> shit. Yeah, so I don't think it's a good idea. In all fairness, still like to be the joint chief. Well, yeah, I'm not saying you wouldn't. I mean, it's a great job. Work for Snoop. He, he has a joint chief. Yeah. Oh, he does. Yeah. Or a joint chef. Are we gonna look at it? Mm. And on that note. Let's end the show. I've been Ben. Thank you very much for listening. Tell a friend. Get someone, someone else to listen to us. That'd be nice. Don't join the favourite. Don't join a cult. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. And I've been Claire. Keep an open mind, but not so open that it spills out your ears. And I've been Pete. Have a nice weekend. Take it easy. <laughs>